Welcome back another episode of Sparring with Your Brothers. I'm your host, T. Peeps. As always, got to my right, Coach O. How you doing, man? Feeling good, feeling great. How are you? I'm feeling great. Definitely glad to have you. Jay Blaze in the building. What's good? Jay Blaze, Ace of Spades, you know, representing the Cowboys, not here to make friends, here to make some ends. So yes, let's sir. go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And always, Castle King holding it down. What's good? Bless and favor. What's up, my brothers? Hey, man, we doing good. Doing good. Definitely glad to have you guys. Uh, another episode, like I said, of Sparring with Your Brothers, where we cover sports, politics, and religion. Yes, sir. Definitely glad to have you on this week's episode. Got some exciting things to talk about. And stay tuned later on. We'll, we'll have a special guest in the building. First time, Miss Bugsy in the building, so she's going to have her, her uh, viewpoint on some Facts. topics as well. So yeah, yeah. definitely stick around. For the ladies. Getting directly into our first episode. Um, First topic of this episode, okay. sports. Got a lot of things going on. I know mm-hmm. last uh, episode I wasn't here. Kobe had passed. Rest in peace to Kobe. Okay. Definitely, obviously, you still mourn Kobe. Prayers go out to the family and everything. Um, on a lighter note, did have the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. For you guys that don't yep. know, last week we had, or the <laughs> week before last, we pretty much had to vote who was going to win the Super Bowl. Facts. And the winners, which was me and Coach O, we got our barbecue today. So delicious. I don't know about all that. It was delicious. You Appreciate for, you all on that. Making that we'll uh, post some pictures later of uh, the not delicious good yeah. interest. Not interested. Yeah, I don't no want to see that. Ain't nothing yeah. important. Hopefully, no we'll be able to finish this episode before the itis sets in. But yeah, uh, we'll oh, see. Geez. It's gonna be a quick episode today. Just for that exact <laughs> if I fall asleep, it's because that barbecue was delicious. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. We came to definitely that. same time next time. Okay, yeah. gotcha. we see you. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Well, yeah, but uh, speaking about the Super Bowl, I mean, as you guys know, San Francisco was against the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City came out on top. The score, final 31 to 20 in favor of Kansas City. How did you guys feel about the game? Um, Well, I mean, uh, to be honest, I was sweating going into the fourth quarter. I thought that uh, when they finally got away with it, they finally abandoned the running game. And, uh, you know, I really didn't feel as though once they did that, I don't know what's wrong with Kyle Shanahan, but um, this is the second time he's blown a fourth quarter lead. So uh, there's got to be something going on there. But uh, yeah, I mean, Kansas City, you know, I think one of the things that we all can see is that this is the beginning of potentially a dynasty with Kansas City Chiefs. That's a strong wow. topic. That's and strong. So yeah. uh, I think that in the end, you saw Patrick Mahomes kind of come into his own. You saw Patrick Mahomes... Uh, take the mantle from, say, Tom Brady. And now when you talk about the NFL, when you talk about football, quarterback position, the conversation starts with Patrick Mahomes and everyone else behind. Um, You know, you still got Baltimore. You got Lamar Jackson. He's going to be back. You got the Houston Texans, uh, Deshaun Watson. uh, He's going to be back. So the AFC is stacked with the the signal callers at the lead. Um, The NFC it's going to be wide open. Uh, you got that team from Texas. Uh, and then you got a, you know, Dak there. You got, uh, I won't even talk about my Tampa Bay Bucks, but if James can go 30 don't. for 30 again. So there's a lot going on. Uh, it's definitely Eli. going to be an exciting season, I think, yeah. coming up. Well, with that same question, though, I mean, do you guys think that this is a start of a dynasty? Coach O made a serious allegation. This, of course, is false. Everything fell into place for Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. Yep. Okay. Everything from the best team in the league, which is coming back next year with Lamar Jackson, getting beat by Tennessee, then Tennessee giving up a lead. I mean, it's ridiculous. And not only that, but Pat Mahomes, yes, he's the best quarterback in the league. He's one of the best players. But he was a no-show in the Super Bowl. What? I, I really think I that Mike Shanahan should get a paternity test because Cal <laughs> Shanahan is the farthest thing away from his son. Mm. How do you blow... Two fourth quarter leads in the most important game by going away from what got you there. I'm highly disappointed in the 49ers, obviously. The guy next to me, these guys on this side of the table had the barbecue. All we had was something to drink, and we were really mad about that. You guys got aggressive. Yeah. We got that. We we took the L just because a guy wanted to prove a point that Jimmy G could compete with the boy, my homeboy. He can't. All right. So, no, this is not a dynasty. It's really hard to win again because most people become selfish. They want the commercials. They want the pay raise. Everyone's thinking, if I'm the running back from the Chiefs, I know I'm the MVP. The MVP has turned to whoever's the quarterback to the winning team. Eli Manning should know about that. As opposed to the best player (laughs) on the team, which was actually the running back and the defense that won it. So for me, people get hungry. 
they lose their hunger, excuse me, they get greedy in the fact where they want more money, they think it's about them. It's hard to, hard to maintain that. I don't see the Chiefs, to be honest, making it past the second round next year. Oh, and I'm willing to put barbecue behind that. Any, anybody else, some anybody else got something to say? Okay. I got to see the offseason before I start. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. I put my seasoning on it. But, I mean, I think 49ers blew the game themselves. They were dominating the game. Second half was where the play calling went awry, I would mm -hmm. say. You did – you were right. The, the running game was something that they just stopped calling the entire game. There were some calls that were a little suspect on there. The Chiefs would be a dynasty. I don't think they are. They have made it the last three years. Mahomes is a good quarterback, but I didn't see any dominance by him. He did score three times in the fourth quarter, which is something impressive, but I don't think that they're going to be a dynasty just yet. They still they, score? They would need a, well, the he, team. There was a pass. I mean, here's the thing. He made that pass to Tyreek Hill. He made the pass to Sammy Watkins. Now, were those he, made the plays, passes? he made the plays when he need to as um, on the opposite side. Jimmy G missed the pass to uh, Skittles. So who stabilized the game? When, when Damien Williams, yeah, let's talk about let's, let's, let's talk about that. Let's yeah, Damien Williams is the MVP, and Period. obviously, thank you. But okay. obviously, from a franchise standpoint, listen, it, it, there is some showmanship that goes into it. That's why Marshawn Lynch never got the ball. That's why Tom Brady has always been the MVP. There's some showmanship that goes into it because listen, Kansas City needs to build a brand, right? Facts, that's so facts. when they're building okay. a brand, they need to say, hey. Are people going to go out and buy Damian Williams jerseys, or are they going to go out and buy Pat Mahomes jerseys? But that has nothing right? to do with. Yeah, and if they're going to pay him that paycheck, which he's talking about getting forty mil, he's going to get two hundred million. Let's right? go ahead. So and he's going to get that. Yeah, he's going to get two hundred million. Darn plus. Skippy, I'm making sure he's the MVP because I'm getting my money back. But the point His is, performance wasn't the point there, is that we can't in all the big games. Pat Mahomes is a no show. One you touchdown, two interceptions. Unlike passes. Eli Manning, if of the forty, he had one rushing touchdown. He had one passing touchdown to Kelsey. Okay, and he made two key crucial plays. How many interceptions who, did he who, have? Two who, interceptions. Who kept? Going on in the game. Who kept Thank their you. defense? Who kept their defense off the field when Pat Mahomes couldn't throw the ball into the ocean? It was the running back. Like we, we, we we're, we're we're missing the point. The reason why they're Super Bowl champs is not because of what Pat Mahomes did. It was what the offensive coordinator and the head coach of the 49ers didn't do. The right play. He didn't, need, they didn't have to score anymore. The same thing when they were in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. He didn't have to score anymore. Just run the, run the ball and don't stop the clock. It was crazy. Because yeah. passes were It's terrible. crazy. They can't tackle you. At one point, they were averaging eight yards per play. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're going to an average quarterback. The, the jet sweeps were killing them left and right. And they couldn't – I mean, Matthew couldn't get to each sideline fast enough. You saw that time that he Facts. had to push – he barely got Rasheem Mozart out of bounds. So, um, you know, I was, I was a little – I mean, I was a little shocked that San Francisco didn't – uh, drive it home and run it down their throat like they sh should have. I mean, Garoppolo came in, what, throwing, what, 28 passes the entire playoff? So in the second half. So, the I mean, they, they tried to open it up. Together. I think they tried to do the same thing. They know that they're going to have to pay Jimmy G. So there's a lot of, I hate to use the term politics, and that goes into some of these decisions, but I think there's some politics that go into those types of decisions aside how the play call changes from beginning of the game to the end of the game. The other thing I, I do want to mention, last thing, is uh, when Candace City went to the spread no huddle, which is what uh, uh, Mahomes ran in college at Texas Tech. That's when you saw their offense really pick up. So look for them to do that. Go throw back to Jim Kelly and the K-Gun offense at Buffalo that. and no huddle. If they can get that solid team on the, on the field, that's going to be what's going to well, set you, you some records. You can't do that. The only reason teams do that is they see personnel out there they like and they want to hold hostage. You can't do that because Kansas City at best, again, they had a 17th ranked defense, right? So the only reason they were able to do that is because they needed to come back. When you have a poor defense, the more you put them out there, the more they're going to get exposed, the more they're, they're going to get tired. In the right. first half, the defense for the Chiefs gave up. The first touchdown, and you guys can go back and look at it on your own time, mm -hmm. Tyron Matthew was right there and let that guy score. He right. didn't try and hit him and tackle him. They were tired. When you have a fast-paced offense, Chip Kelly tried to do this. When you're on a continuum, people get used to the speed. Whenever you substitute, the defense is allowed to substitute. What you're doing is rolling your defense out there over and over again. That's a recipe for losing. They won the Super Bowl because they ran the ball effectively. Mm -hmm. That's why the Chiefs won. They ran the ball, and when it mattered most, they were able to stop the run. 
That's what wins Super Bowl championships. I don't think Pat Mahomes gets past the second round next year. I got barbecue on it. Uh, you got the hard, yeah. Coach O? Okay, we'll get okay, that. Okay, that's one now. Anybody else we'll got the hard to go with? But I, I want you to step up you your barbecue. I, 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 I definitely don't think they're a dynasty well, I want for sure. To, but they're definitely not a dynasty. I'm going to cook it. I don't think they're a dynasty. I can cook it this time. And everything. We can kill that dynasty well, conversation. Go, they so we have that topic. We have that question for you, whether or not you think they're a dynasty or not, and who do you have? So far we have Coach O. Yeah, definitely a dynasty. Definitely a dynasty. Negative. Coach O, we're going to give you a coach no. And Castle King, Absolutely not. They need two wins plus. Two wins plus. Okay, there we go. As have always, it. I'm right. There we go. So we'll see. I know this time you were right. I was right with you. And and it tastes good 50. to be right. So I appreciate that. So you're saying they're a dynasty? I'm saying that I think that um, it's too early to tell. I think okay. that right so now, know. So right now we concentrated on you the You got barbecue chicken have. on that? I'm still I'm still processing <laughs> barbecue. And we'll, we'll go from there. All right, that's, you, that's where I'm all right, That's fair enough. That means, he, like that means said, he's cooking um, the wings. Another few things that, you know, that happened. Uh, well, obviously coming up even outside of the Super Bowl, we do have the fight coming up. On yes. The we have Jones and Reyes. Bone, my boy. Bone Jones versus Reyes. My boy. Reyes. What's good? Reyes. This is going to be a huge fight, guys. I know we got... Um, Absolutely. We got, we got Reyes, who is huge when it comes to um, MMA. Yeah. You also have, like I said, Jones. So, John I mean, Jones. What do you guys think about that? Any predictions towards that fight? I mean, again, kind of hit and rewind about three weeks ago with the Conor McGregor going into that fight. I think the MMA is still a sport that's trying to come up. The one mm-hmm. thing I noticed that this is on ESPN Plus. Uh, they're trying to build that brand. They're trying to build that product out there in the market and, the and attract one. MMA fans. So um, it's not to me. It's not a true pay per view event like. Uh, that Connor that you you know the outside world is paying for, uh, so it's a little bit more than than the Fox Sports or what they call that the pre card fights. So Jones is still a big name. Um, can he keep himself clean? Is been my issue with him. I thought he was going to be the star that take it to the next level after Anderson and De Silva, but because he kept on getting busted with different things and whether he was ever tested positive or not, Fact there's enough us. smoke. There's enough smoke, so there was some fire somewhere around in this situation. Okay. So uh, my my thing is, I know it's going to be a lay down win for him. Um, lay down. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to get him back into the mainstream of America, back into the good graces. And hopefully, for his sake, uh, he comes from a very talented family of athletes. Facts. Uh, it would be great to see all three of those brothers, um, you know, taking their athletic prowess to the next level. So that's my take on it. All right. Well, let me just say this to help you out. First of all, it's on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. So that's something that the UFC Major uh, agreed with uh, ESPN. If they're going to move it up, how can we make more money? Well, number one, you have to subscribe to ESPN Plus first. Yep. Then after you subscribe to ESPN Plus, then you have to buy the pay-per-view. So it's actually a way to make more money. And I know it hasn't been, it hasn't been explained like that, but it's actually a way to make um, more uh, money for the, the UFC fighters. Number one, everyone knows that Johnny Jones has been the GOAT. The only reason we know Conor McGregor is because Johnny Jones had these issues that are turning out not to be an issue. And we'll talk about the pictograms later. Now, one thing I noticed about uh, John Jones, this actually is going to be one of his toughest fights. Most people are looking past Dominique Thank Reyes. Thank you, I agree. Dominique Reyes is 12-0. He's never been in any trouble. He's the best athlete that Johnny Jones will ever see. He's, uh, he's mentally tough. He's an ex-college football player. Yep. He's really smart. John Jones doesn't like this guy because this guy has always had it all. You know, people forget John Jones came up through Division II wrestling. He wasn't as heralded as his older brother and his younger brother Chandler. These guys went to the NFL. They both won an NFL championship with their teams. So John Jones doesn't like him. But Dominique Reyes is the last thing from a laydown. He's good on the ground. You don't have to see that. His ground game, I should say, pause, is really good because he's a great fighter. He knocks you out with the left hook. John Jones, to prove that he's taking this guy seriously, during fight week, most people come in approximately 20 pounds over their cut weight. Mm-hmm. So I'm fighting at 205. I come in at 225. I cut the first 10 pounds over the first three days. I cut the last 10 pounds the last day before weigh-in. I weigh myself in. John Jones came into fight week at 217 pounds. The two things that's going to stop Dominique Rise is, number one, I noticed his training partners. He didn't have anyone that's 6'4 with long arms. And number two, this is going to be the most athletic person he's ever fought. And how do you gauge that? John Jones just knows way too much. He's fought Anthony um, Smith. He's fought Glover Teixeira. He's fought Alexander Gustafson. He's fought Tiago Santos. Those are some of the hardest-hitting dudes out there, and he survived that. 
And so he's going to – Dominique Reyes is going to start out fast. John Jones is going to kind of create distance with the oblique kicks. He's going to submit him in the third round. He's going to shake his hand and say, third young round. man, one time. Well, he's not a knockout guy, so he's going to grind them. He's going to beat his wheel because he's a football player. Football players have a different mindset. We just got finished talking about football. They have a different mindset. And so he's gonna, it's going to take an extra time, but he's going to grind them, and I think he's going to submit them. Kyle King, what's your thoughts? I think you're all wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think you're all sleeping on Reyes. No, Reyes is a football player. Facts. He's got stamina. He's got power. He Facts. walks around at 6'4". He's a true heavyweight. Facts. Johnny Bones Jones has been getting these laydown fights for the last five fighters who were middleweights who went up to light heavyweight. Okay. So th there's something that they were struggling to keep and maintain at that weight. So that was something that Bones could just walk through these guys, essentially. They were smaller. They weren't used to walking at that weight. They, when they made the weight on there, that was something they weren't comfortable with, and he just dominated them. So there wasn't any real fights at his heavyweight, light heavyweight class that he was able to fight. Now, you're talking about Reyes, who's a full athlete, who's been That's an athlete his entire life. He was used to pushing heavyweights, who's used to fighting people. He's knocked out many people out there. He's born into it. He, he's, this is something that he's, he's been doing. He's studied the man. He actually admires Johnny Facts. Bones Jones. He looks Facts. up to him. He respects him. So he's not taking him lightly in any fact, in any asset. Okay. He's looked at every fight that he's done. So I think he's more than mentally prepared. He's prepared for the fight. He knows the fighter that he has at hand. And I think he's going to pressure Bones Jones, unlike his last, I think it was Thiago. Uh, Thiago Santos, that, who is one of the most dangerous men And who was in putting his UFC. hands all over him. He, was, he had Bones going backwards. So I think he exposed Jones. And I think this guy's going to be a lot bigger. He's not going to fall to to what is uh, Bones Jones' little gimmicks or the elbows or the kicks. He knows what to expect. I think he's going to dominate him, and I think he's going to knock him out in the third. Well, one thing you forgot to mention, it was the last knockout this guy had was against a guy who was 185 that moved up to 205. Why did John Jones have to fight people that had to move up? Because he cleaned out the division. I mean, who was the heavyweight champion of the UFC? Dan Cormier. Yeah. You don't get any bigger than that. He body bagged them both times. Yeah, Cormier he's, was smaller. He was out of shape. He's a pudgy Dan, guy with no reach. But Dan Cormier. Who's only a wrestler Dan, who cannot fight. But Dan so Cormier was, had to come down from heavyweight. Done until he lost against the OP Mojo. It was a complete mismatch. How? You have someone who's taller, how? longer, faster. Who was the champion while John Jones was suspended? Cormier. But how did he get who the belt? Because he got, he, it was he a handout. He beat hand everybody that was big. It was a handout. One thing you don't realize, and this is my last point. John Jones actually, this is my last point about John Jones. Most people forget this. He has to eat right to walk around at 235, 240. John Jones is the bigger man. Both his brothers are defensive linemen. One's a defensive tackle. One's a defensive end. The one thing every person says when they get in their ring is that this guy is a lot bigger than you think, and he's way stronger than you think. John Jones grapples with his brother, Arthur, who was the number one wrestler in the state of New York. This guy walks around 6'2", 6'3", 300 pounds. I don't think that Dominique Reyes has felt a man that's going to be that powerful when he Puff. grabs him. And I think, and I, think I think you're wrong on that as well. Because well, we got if, well, push ups on it. If you look at, I think you, I think you're, you're in a deficit. You're in a deficit of push ups. I think you're in a deficit of push ups. Let's look it out there. Reyes has been sparring with people bigger than him. I feel like this. We definitely know Jones is an awesome kickboxer. My question is, does he stand a chance against a more established boxer? He beat Gustafson as a boxer. Gab Gustafson is a boxer. Gustafson never fought anybody. He wasn't proven. There's only four he people that's ever beat him. He, he, who did he fight? He got beat Gustafson by John Jones twice. He Gustafson got by Dan. He got beat by Dan Cormier once. Mm. He got beat by Anthony Smith. And um, who was the other person? Uh, who did that's I say? Okay, that's so it. he is not. Other a fighter. than that, the guy's been unbeatable. Hey, he quit because he can beat John Jones. You know, with us guys, we're trying to find out who's going to win. We definitely got our Reyes, Latino. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Reyes is dominating. I know who Jay Blaze has to listen to. And not because he's Latino, Coach he's going to be the best. I'm going with Jones. I'm going to go with Reyes as well. So Thank you. If you guys do want to put push ups on this one, we definitely can. And not only are we going to put push ups, we're going to make these people cash in on the 25 each. Like three to four weeks worth of We'll do 25 each. 25 each. Deal? 25 each. 50. Okay. okay. Hey, let's do, right. 50. let's do 50. Okay. Let's do 50. Let us know what you think about the fight. I believe it's the eighth. Double enough. We got Reyes versus Jones. We're going to see who comes out on top at the end of the day. Definitely, guys. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. We're getting into our sports extra for today. As mentioned, we have our special guest, Bugsy, in the building. How are you today? 
Hi, Sakpase. Sakpase. Definitely glad to have you. I know it's your first time on the show. You excited to be here? Yes. Okay. Thank perfect, you for welcoming me. Okay. Well, definitely, like I said, talking about sports. I know you watched the Super Bowl. I know you saw the halftime. What was your thoughts on the halftime? Well, um, right. I just want to address the, you know, the community that they're actually bashing, you know, the culture, I should say, because I feel like they're saying that they were, you know, half naked or whatever the case is. But I feel like, you know, those are the same outfits that Beyonce wear. So um, I feel like it's a culture thing. They felt like it was too much Spanish, you know, and I feel like um, with Shakira, she didn't only do you know, Spanish, she does the dances where it could be African, it could be, you know, mm -hmm. different culture. So I feel like it wasn't a problem for me because I'm a culture person. I'm Haitian. So um, I really feel like it shouldn't be too much bashing about it. Um, if it was some someone else, you guys wouldn't have a problem with it. Okay, so you're saying you definitely had a problem when it comes to the the, the clothing for the most part. You know, thinking like maybe the Super Bowl, they're showing maybe too little clothing for it to be the Super Bowl? No, I don't think it was okay. too little clothing. I don't think there was any problem. It's a show. You're mm -hmm. giving a show. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, what people might not know is that they, the stars pay to be on the halftime show. Right. So they're going to, you know, be perform. Yeah. At the end so of the day. I don't think it was a problem at all. And... Um, if it was someone else, like I said, you know, you guys wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, they had a problem with the poll, you know. <laughs> I don't know why it's that, because it's in videos all day, every day. Right. And so I don't know why they had a problem with it. So. You guys got any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, you know, I felt, and I, I can say I did watch the Super Bowl. I did watch a halftime. Mm. Um, I actually had my kids watching it with me. Um, they were making fun of, we were making fun because I started doing the belly dance and had them laughing. I think as a parent, you have the, the ability to control what your kids do and don't see. You have the ability to make sure that they say, hey, this is appropriate. This is inappropriate. Um, I, I agree with, with uh, Bugsy over there. I've, I felt as though the, the immediate backlash uh, the, the clutching of the pearls, as they say, was almost uh, hypocritical. Because if you look at um, the show the previous year, uh, Adam Levine from Maroon 5 made it purposely to strip down after every song till he was shirtless. True. So what is showing more skin, a shirtless man or a woman in traditional um, Caribbean attire? If you've gone to any kind of uh, festivals in the Caribbean, those are the types of things you see. And it's not sexual unless that's the first thing that your mind goes mm -hmm. to. Facts. And I think that's the problem is that there is this... Um, Obviously, sexualization of women in our culture where women are able to celebrate their bodies because it's their own bodies okay. and they're comfortable in their own skin. And unfortunately, there's too many men who automatically, when they look at women, they, they have this sexual thought. And that was nothing like that. Um, you know, Jennifer Lopez, my goodness, for 50 years old, she 50 looked amazing. fabulous. Um, you know, Shakira at Shakira, 43, Shakira. Um, two, two, <laughs> two children later, again, looking fabulous. And um, absolutely, the African-Caribbean dancers that they brought in, you know, for the South Korea, you know, Miami is the, what they call the capital of the Caribbean. Miami is the capital of Latin America. And I think they did it much respect what they did. The last thing I did want to mention, um, if you did not like the halftime show, there is an amazing thing called remote control what? that you can just click totally power. And, 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 and no, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's everyone has oh, one. Okay. Um, or you can change the channel. Or you can close your eyes. So um, for the people out there that, you know, again, um, it, 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 Beyonce got the same backlash when she came out and performed mm -hmm. um, because they came out in their militant dress. That was at the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, there's traditionally just a problem when brown people are on the skin. I'll say what everyone else is afraid to say. When, whenever there is brown and black people on the, on the screen, um, there is an immediate backlash to that. And so uh, that starts at the top uh, with uh, El Capitan over here. And so uh, I'll leave it at that. Chaz King, any thoughts? Uh, I thought it was a great show. I mean, 
beyond there's other topics that I'd like to address under than that. But other than that, I think the Latinos were represented very well. I think that the clothing wasn't as revealing. I think she had, I think, some other lining underneath it. Mm-hmm. So it's still revealing. I think when she did her slide that people were talking about, I think the crotch shot. Yeah. She even put her hand there in a sense to basically block that to a certain extent. So there was still some decency to the extent. I understand the poll a little bit, but again, it's a halftime show. Uh, I thought they did very well. They did yeah. multicultural dancing. Shakira did African dances, uh, as Bugsy said. Uh, so there, she did a lot of representation. She's half Lebanese. That's where the tongue rolling was coming from. Mm-hmm. Right. And also Colombian. So there was cultural things that they were bringing out. Was, I think there was some backlashing because Jennifer Lopez bring out the Puerto Rican flag along with the American flag. They're uh, Americans. They've been going through a yeah. lot. And we're Americans. Who would have guessed? Puerto Ricans are Americans. So Who would have guessed? And even though they haven't got... A lot of help from the USA was representing their, their culture and their people. So I think it was a great show other than that. I think you guys hit it directly on the head. So tell us what you think about that. What do you think about the Secure and J-Lo? I guess it's none of my goddamn business what I think. My bad. Did you Did you have some? No. Yeah, I got <laughs> something to say. 305. The only problem I had is that we have no trick, no Uncle Luke, and no Gloria Stefan who put Miami... Um, no pitbull. Just don't be surprised if pitbull you pay for Shakira and you pay for J Lo. Got to get the name of her plastic surgeon. Oh my bad. If you well, pay for those two baby. people, no, I'm just joking. Cool. How you know? Baby. Wait a minute. Hey. Now. Trying to get in trouble now. <laughs> but if you pay for them, don't be surprised when you get the type of shows they give, which I felt like they were. Um, they were definitely above board. It's what you get. It's your expectation. If mm. That's what you pay for. That's what you're gonna get. Those young ladies worked really hard. Takes a lot of cardio, takes a lot of practice, <laughs> a lot of thought goes into what they did. Shout out to them, and don't be hating because you don't look that good when you strip down, but that's not okay. my business. Well, I don't, I, I, no, I nobody had anything to say I, about Jay-Z. I mean, he's the one who organized it, even though he did some selling out. He, he didn't organized stand for the pledge. I do want to say one thing about... You ought to um, say one thing. The, the, and if we can, you know, the pole dancing that she did, that's an actual... Uh, aerobic event that women do for their own confidence. It has nothing to do with us. If you looked at the dance that she did, it had nothing to do. It was all about acrobatics okay. and aerobics. Well, which came first, um, the aerobics or the strip club? Asking for a friend. This is a joke, man. Just okay. Like, no. Anyway, <laughs> so I mean, if you don't, oh, if if you in your mind don't take it to a sexual place, it doesn't have to go there. What's well, nothing so wrong I think with the men sexual though? I mean, like, I, there's nothing wrong with women being proud of their sexuality. If you can't control yourself, that's your own issue. But for the- I have no problem with people looking at them and saying, hey, a woman that's dressed provocatively and de- dancing in a sensual way, that's her right, and there's nothing wrong with her sexuality. And let me tell you something. I'm not really a big fan of, um, I'm not going to say his name, but I enjoy their music, but hey, I enjoy the halftime show. To I, a certain extent. So, I, 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 Bugsy, I mean, anything else you want to throw in there to us, want to say to us? Because I know you're over there biting at the bit over there. I know you got something <laughs> else to say. Well, I just feel like, um, you know, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, you know, any different if, if someone else came out and actually, you know, went on a stripper pole, if you want to call it a stripper pole. That's what it is. And (laughs) it's it's a pole, (laughs) it's a pole going up and down, but it, it was, I don't know, I don't think it was that, um. She didn't look like a stripper. She was just on no, the pole. No, it's and called the aerial aerobics. It, yeah, exactly. So they could work out with it and, you know, do what they have to do. But I just feel like this world wouldn't be this type of world if everyone didn't have their own opinions. And Very true. If, 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 if it was a boring show, oh, trust me, it would have been the talk. You know, right. so since the show was really good, they had to find something wrong with it. Right. So I, I can agree with that. I I. I I'm not a fan of the poll. I mean, again, there's kids watching. I mean, this is my agreeance. I mean, there could have been a lot of dancing, which there was. I mean, my wife probably didn't agree with all this, too, but just the pole dance in itself. Yes, she was in the movie Hustlers, I believe it was. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's a representation of that. So she's bringing her skill set out that she did. She did a great job on it. I'm not saying she did not. She did wonderful. But other than that, it's still, I think, it just shows the children something different. Like, I, I just would like to see women... Still do look beautiful, still sexy. Shakira killed it with the belly dancing culturally, just without leading to some tort, some type of sexual in the inclination is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. Other than that was the only negative that I would see on that. That's yeah. just my personal opinion. Okay. Well, definitely, guys. Again, let us know what you think about the halftime show. We're definitely keeping it in the line of culture while we have you, uh, Bugsy, here. 
question for you that we, we brought in. Thinking of culture, should people of financial influence keep their wealth within their community? Absolutely. Okay. Jay Blaze, you, you got any feedback on that? Um, 100% for that. Okay. And this may offend people. Let's just give you an example of that. And um, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. And I would never, listen, the reality is that we can't pick who we fall in love with. We just can't. Okay. You fall in love with someone and it moves forward. Um, there's been a high, there's been a high um, premium based on a lot of times when men of color get some influence and affluence to either marry lighter or marry wider. And that's a self-image thing. But let's just talk about the transfer of wealth. People forget that you're in love when you get married, right? You're, you're in love. However, marriage is a contract. That's why you sign it. That's why you have to get a license for it. That's why you have to submit it. That's why you have to go through a legal process to get it. You have to go through a legal process to separate it and, and go your own way. What happened, unfortunately, with Kobe Bryant's early demise, and it was sad, but it's also a transfer of wealth. It's a transfer of wealth of half a billion dollars to Vanessa Bryant, who is a mother of three young ladies of color, but other than that, has no real connection to the black community. Wow. Let's just be honest. What, I mean, we, we, can, we can literally talk about that. And this is an example. I, I hate to use such a drastic example, but this happens typically. We look at Antoine Walker, who lost $120 million when he was married, a transfer of wealth. We see a lot of transfer of wealth typically through divorces and things of that nature. If you make a cognizant decision to say, hey, I'm going to date people based on how they look. I'm going to keep them in the community. Even if you get a divorce, the money stays within your community. If you marry someone who looks like you, if you marry a Haitian, Jamaican, or Dominican, whatever you marry, even though that person is no longer with you, their family is still represented in that community. And with the things they buy, whether it's cars, houses, or whatever, the money's going to go there. So okay. I know Coach O is doing what we call, I guess I triggered him. So, But the reality is that a lot of our money is leaving our community. Just, just for example, the average dollar does not survive the African-American neighborhood eight hours. That's the average $1 bill. So when you have some influence, there's, there's some accountability on, I believe there's some accountability, and I think you should do your due diligence on building your community. If you notice, and this is the last point I'm going to make, people who are not people of color don't leave their community when they get means. They build their community. If you, that's why you have a little China, you have a little Italy, you have a little Havana, you even have a little Haiti. Mm -hmm. But Africans, Americans have neighborhoods. We don't have communities. What is a neighborhood? Well, we, do we have our own banks? Do we have our own hospitals? No, so we have neighborhoods. We have to go into other people's community to spend our money. And if you look at every other neighborhood of means, the people actually build, they get money. LeBron James got money, guess what he did? As much as he loved Akron, he got how many houses in LA? Two. Build your community, build what's around you, give access, but I do give him credit. The money will stay in the community. Michael Jordan, he got divorced, his money stayed in his community. Tiger Woods, when he got married, he, got, he chose to move, marry a nanny, nanny. She came up $100, $150 million. That's money that exited our community. And so to me, I think that you can't pick who you fall in love with, but it's okay to fall in love with someone. And there's somebody, I know some people go, I can't, I hear it now from young black males. Uh, you know, in my spare time, I do speak to young people of all shapes and shades and color. I can't find a good woman that looks like me. Okay. So I am going to just date this because they're better for me anyhow. And it starts with that indoctrination at that young age. And by the time they reach time to marry, I'm not going to marry a black woman because she's a gold digger. I'm going to yield my time to the rest of the people. I just want to give uh, my introductory thoughts on this matter. I definitely appreciate your feedback on that. I, I, I know as you, you uh, noticed as well. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let Bugsy go first. You want to let Bugsy go yes. first? Bugsy, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? I definitely heard about uh, Jay Blaze's viewpoint on it, which I definitely feel like he's made some valuable statements. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I appreciate your um, valuable statements because, you know, um, I feel like, you know, us as, um, you know, black people and being a Haitian, let's just make a perfect example of um, Spanish, like Cubans, you know, 
They don't care if they're going to have like 10 people in their home. They know that they're going to keep their wealth built between their family, whoever that they um, are married to and have kids with. Um, if they actually build a job, they're actually going to make sure that everyone is running something. You could be a cashier, you could be a manager. They're going to make up some type of um, title to make sure that everyone is branded in that um, in that job. So I feel like um, we should do the same. Um, dating outside, um, sometimes is how you were raised too, you know, because I feel like some parents make it feel like, oh, well, you know, if you date a white man, you know, usually white men are rich, you know. Yes, it, it happens. Um, I know it's triggering you, Oliver, but it's the truth. Um, so I feel like, you know, if it's, it's not saying that we're going to raise them to be racist or anything like that, but we try to raise them to let them know that our culture is okay. Like we could build together rather than, you know, try to find an outside world thinking that, you know, dating someone outside of your culture is better than keeping it in the same race. I think that's huge. I think that's 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 very huge. Coach O. Coach O, we, we're here. I know I know from the first time we uh, heard uh, Jay Blaze speak on it, you had some um, obviously issues with, with different things that he said. What are your thoughts on the map? Um, well, uh, I, I got a lot of I got a lot to say. Uh, I'll just start with this. Um, you, you mentioned it, and and that's fine. The same argument that you're making is the argument for segregation. The same arguments that you're making are the same arguments that uh, for concentration camps and all the things that throughout history have divided people is we are better than them. We are the, the need to, to feel your ego that for some reason that your culture, that yourself, whatever you were brought up into has made you different than the person next to you. Last time I checked, we're all human beings. Are you a human being, Tim? We are human beings. Okay. Are, are you guys a human being down there? Yeah. So it doesn't matter what race or culture you come from. If someone you find and you and you find them attractive, you find that they are in sync with you spiritually, mentally, physically, then go for it. If, which I know... Jay Blaze, that your God is money, so that's what you're most concerned about in life. For me, it's about money the, human, the human, the human connection that you have with people. So to me, I'm a humanity first person, and and I see human beings as individuals. I don't necessarily. If you bring another culture to this equation. Great. If you're the same culture as me, great. Now, I grew up in a Jamaican household, in a Jamaican-American household, and my parents wanted me to marry a Jamaican girl. That wasn't in my cards. That didn't happen for me. I've dated girls from all over the world, from almost every culture, and every time you date someone, you learn something new and you bring something new to the table. I'll go back and use your examples because the two examples that you brought up are, are great. What those little girls that, you know, God rest their souls of, of Kobe and Vanessa Bryant, what they're bringing into the world is going to be something new. And people like you, Jay Blaze, are going to be left behind, left behind wishing, holding, hanging on to these ideologies that somehow this certain culture, because there's a more melatonin in your skin, makes you some way special. It doesn't. You're a human being just like everyone else. And once you start to accept that, that you're a human being, all we want is equality and justice. We don't want any special treatment. And that's what you're basically demanding is that we keep money into our own communities. Now, are there issues that affect African-American communities that are different than others? Absolutely. Are there obstacles that we're going to overcome? But by saying that you can't marry who you fall in love with, it's exactly the same arguments in the Loving versus Virginia case. Okay? Those are the same arguments that people have been saying since the Bible. And if you want to go look it up, look at Numbers 12.1 when Moses married the Ethiopian Cushite women. Right. So, so question. Oh, no, before you ask that. defend myself first. Go ahead. Go ahead. No so defense. let me defend myself. Number one. There's at, no defense. At no point that we can roll back the tape did I say one people group is better than another people group. You never heard me say that. It's just something that wants you to create a straw man. 
Um, another thing is uh, about the Ethiopian woman. We're not going to get into Bible. We can say that another time, but I can explain to you about the Ethiopian woman. It had nothing to do with that, with what you're trying to say. What I'm saying to you is that like Serena Williams, let's talk about Serena Williams. She married the guy who created Reddit. Who's worth more, Serena or the guy who created Reddit? Reddit. Serena's worth more. No, she's worth more money than he is. Go Google it while we're on hold. If I'm wrong, I'll take it back. The point is... You can make a, and if you ever read the book, Five Languages of Love, from the first three months to the first three years of your relationship, you have the in love feeling. After that is a conscious choice to be in love by the behaviors you have. Now, what I'm not saying is I'm not saying don't marry. I started out that you can't help who you love and who you fell in love with. But every other community, make a conscious effort. And the problem with why these most of these football players, I haven't seen one of probably about six months ago that posted a picture on Instagram that he took down to say, hey, because I have a white wife, I'm going to have light-skinned, beautiful children. Because they have these images placed in their minds, okay. there is almost they're at pose and adverse to marrying someone that's beautiful and look like them. I have no problem with anybody of any hue of any color. Once you get to know me better, you're going to know some other shocking things that you think that you did is new that's not new to anybody. But the reality is, Coach Joe, is that other people make a conscious uh, ability to put yourself around women or men that look like you. Yes, I could find a woman that look like me and smell like me and can I, I identify like me in my lifestyle and fall in love with that woman. It's a lot of times it's a conscious choice when guys, the same guys that had black young ladies in high school when they got to college, once they get money, the only person that did it in reverse was Russell Wilson. Russell um, Wilson, the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, before he got his big contract, he dumped the woman he was with, he found Sierra, and they made a power couple. Kobe Bryant dated who before he met his wife? Brandy. Brandy. They were a power couple. But there was something innate or instinctive to him that said, that's not enough. And the reality is there's a lot of families that are affected. We always talk about raising the standard in the black community. When you take in someone who finally makes it out and finally have means and wealth, not only does he leave that community, but then he will find someone from a different community. So when he or she leaves each other, they have even less to bring back to their community. This happens over, over, and over. It's a vicious cycle. Now, we can go back, and who is J-Lo married to? She's married to A-Rod. Did she, mar she mar did she ever marry Puffy? No. Did she marry Mar uh, Mark Anthony? Yes. Did she marry Ben Affleck? Yes. Check, check, and check. And I'm not just I'm not picking on Jayla. I'm just telling about numbers in the Super Bowl. And the list can go on and on and on. You don't find when it's the other way, like Meghan Markle married Prince Harry. Prince Harry didn't go find some random black chick to marry. He went and found a beautiful woman that was worth anywhere between four to ten million dollars in Hollywood, and that can maximize her spending. Right? He didn't just follow, just go follow the paper. This is not about color. This is not about me being racist. This is me saying that there is something out there. There's a stigma. And this is, I'm a young, uh, I'm not as young as I <laughs> but I'm a man in the black community often, and I talk often to young athletes, and I talk to all types of people. JP can attest to that. And there's a stigma between black girls being gold diggers and just want their money and white girls just loving them for who they are, or even Latino girls who love them just who are. And because that, they reject the women that look like them. And of course, some of those guys are rejected by the young black women because they don't have enough money and means. So when they do make it somewhere, like Dennis Rodman said, he didn't date black girls because black girls didn't like him, so he's the, with white girls. The problem I have with you is to say that I can't make a conscious effort to find someone that I can live with that can know what it is like to be profiled, that know what it is like to be disenfranchised, that know what the struggle is like, to know that she has to be the protector of my will, to have a family that's going to accept me because of how I look, that's not going to reject the grandchildren. There's a whole bunch of stuff that has been made better and people are taking advantage of now that you couldn't deal with. But the reality is if you want to keep the money in your community, it's okay because every other people group is doing a fantastic job, and they say, oh, yeah, I love all people. But guess what? This money is going to stay within our community. It's yeah. not leaving. And I, I challenge you to find a continuum where it's any different, where some wealthy um, uh, guy of any other nation found some random black woman at some store and married her and gave her all this money. 
and I'll wait for you. Travis Kelsey. I, I, I think it starts with, with culture. I mean, there's different Latinos. For Latinos, it's different. I, I don't think we ever really look at color because we are probably the biggest rainbow there is in colors. I mean, in our families, there's from light skin to dark skin, all types of color hair, all types of color eyes. But as, as you do say, we, we understand our culture. It could be 15 deep, as you stated, in one house. But I think it's a, a mindset of how we approach coming to the country, how we're going to set our goals for our families and put that as a, as a goal. And not saying that any other cultures, I'm not bashing any other culture. I'm just gotcha. saying Latinos in, in particular. I mean, there's even Indians as well. I mean, I almost mm-hmm. never see an Indian uh, other than owning a property, owning a store, or, or something that they're owning something. And I'm, uh, am I being wrong here? I mean, no, I don't see it. You don't see them anything that they are specifically targeting ownership and to making sure they're going to grow and build through their own community and their culture. Yeah. And that's a mindset, I think, different. And I, I do agree with you that brothers or different things, that as they get to a different plateau, they... I, again, it's a general facet from what you're seeing that they are going for others, and that's a mindset for the culture, for the for the black community. But the black, it's how we, what you spend your dollars in and what you invest your dollars in. So I think it's something that can be attacked differently. But as far as millions, as far as the big the big playmakers, I can agree with you on that. That you haven't seen it or launched on that. I think the sisters are getting left behind. The brothers that are incarcerated. There's a lot of systemic issues that are against the black community that keep it in that in that stronghold. But as a people, is where you got to look at these issues and how are you going to get yourselves or join each other and grow on there. For the sisters, they, they can't be left behind because they're left with a lot of the struggle. Same thing with the brothers that are targeted many different aspects. But it has to be started from the home and ownership. That's the the key to America's owning property owning different things, whether it's a business or store, and changing how we think of what we spend our dollars in, where we put our dollars in, and keeping in the community, as you're saying. But we got to start putting it in our community first by ownership. That's just me. I think a lot of times, um, another thing that we did not mention, a lot of it is our fault. A lot of it also, we have to understand, is advertising. So a lot of things are marketed to black people that also create that division. Think about it. When I look at McDonald's commercials, right, not to say that McDonald's don't cover, you know, everyone, you're going to see a white person on there, you're going to see whatever, but you're going to see black people on it as well. It's more so, to me, it's just, it's different, you know, so when I look at it, I look at the, I look at it, I look at the the camera's different, the lighting is different, it's like a black Wakanda type feel, like a homey type of vibe, which is cool, you know, but it's, it's still, okay, cool, making me think I need to go to McDonald's, I need to put a McDonald's in my community, something like that, for that matter, which is obviously not healthy. Whatever. I feel as if um, a lot of times we got different music as well. Whatever the reason, we go to that same topic. You don't see a lot of times um, African-American artists talking about having a whole bunch of um, other African-American, you know, relationships. You know, so I think that sometimes um, it's deeper than just, you know, how we grew up. I think that plays a part. I definitely think culturally, because other than that, my household, well, everyone in my household was black. Granted, you know, my wife is black. But um I, I think it's I think it's even deeper than just, you know. But look but look at the dollars that that, that black people spend on. I mean, whether it's from Jordans or everything else. I'm mean, talking about hundreds and like you're saying the the average of eight dollars or I forgot the number that exactly is. Our dollar. And it's it's going out there spending on, on fashion and I think black people create a lot of trends. They they are mm-hmm. a lot of trendsetters in everything from music, fashion, dance, cultural. That they can they're creating their their money and their wealth that they should be able to or look at where they're spending their money. And if you put that dollars again into your community, the different thing that black people are creating, black people are owning. That's where the change is going to start going through there. And black people have been robbed of what their culture actually is. Huge. Excuse me. And I did want to, I forgot to address one thing, and I'm sorry, Bugs, I know we're going right straight away to you. When you look at what happened to segregation and desegregation, when we were segregated, black students performed at a higher level than white people. Black middle class was stronger than white middle class. Um, I'm not preaching for segregation, but you have to learn. No, I'm telling you. You have to, what do you think that you have to invest in yourself? Because when we desegregated, the only thing we brought was ourselves and our power to spend. It was never We were kind of talking about, we were talking about earlier, um, Claudette Colvin, who's the real Rosa Parks. The Rosa Parks, she was actually one of the first people to do that. They didn't want to choose her because she was a teenager, she was pregnant, she was too militant, and she was dark-skinned. But she was the original Rosa Parks, so it's Black History Month, let's tell the truth. 
But the reality is one of the negative benefits of us being able to do that is that there were hundreds of black busing companies all over the world, all over the country, excuse me, that had to fold because people were fighting to ride the white people buses. When we desegregated, we closed our banks. We closed our grocery stores. We stopped our taxis. We had hospitals. We had everything. Just look at the Black Wall Street. We took from ourselves, even with um, college football, instead of saying, hey, you know what? We accept being able to play uh, college football, but we're going to stay at our own schools, and we're going to compete as FAMU or Bethune-Cookman or Morehouse. If those talents stay home, who will be the national champions this year? Not LSU. Not Alabama. These are the same guys that couldn't go there. If we did the same thing with basketball, see, this is what happened. We took the money, we took the goods and the consumer goods, and we took it to another community, and they're monetizing it. Look at the NFL. The NFL is 70%, over 70% black. The NBA is over 70% black. And meanwhile, you got Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, remember, they got enough money. Why don't they think about starting their own league? Like, it's this idea that we're happy to get millions where we can get billions. It's the idea that LeBron is selling shoes instead of building his own tech company. You know how much you think he'll be worth if he had his own tech company, his own platform, his own Google service? He'll be worth billions. We have to get out of the mindset of being happy to let me take my money and throw it at this person and to build. So I'm not for segregation. But if, you had, if, we, if, if people of color would have did it wisely, just like after slavery, the real purpose of immigration was to stop black men from controlling the country simply because who had all the skill? Who was doing all the work? Who had all the inventions? The people who did all the work had the inventions yeah. because they had to make it easier for you to do your job. So after that, the reason why they were saying, come here, give me your, because they say, hey, listen, we don't want these guys to have means. We need to use them for means. That's the same reason unions started. We didn't want these people. We want to be guaranteed to get a job before someone who's been doing it for the last 20, 30 years for free. We haven't been doing it. So when we talk about me being for segregation, that's preposterous. When you talk about for me saying, I don't want a seat at your table when I can buy my own table, then we can negotiate from a, po a point of posture and strength. At this point, as a people group, we can't be taken seriously. And wow. to, and to um, King Peep's point, every rapper is talking about his Jewish lawyer. And one day we'll talk about the real Israelites anyhow. But every rapper is talking about his Jewish lawyer and this and that and the other thing. And even on the Breakfast Club, the guy was talking about, hey, I don't, I want to put money in the black bank. You, look how foolish you look. Bertie Madoff was not black. And he stole everybody's money. How about Enron? They stole everybody's money. So I, I think if we focus on what, what I'm talking about, which is making a conscious effort to reinvest in your community, which is reinvesting in yourself and your legacy, you don't have to beg someone else to throw you a bone. You can go get your own meat, and if they're nice enough to you, you can feed them. And uh, I'm sorry, Bugs, I went way over my time, and I know you, <laughs> you got something to say because you were kind of thrown out there by, ooh. All right, Coach O. Um, I do want to respond to you because, you know, you like to get off topic, you know, because you're saying that, you know, you know what it was talking about, building, you know, building the wealth. And basically you were saying that we were segregating, we're, you know, no one is racist here. You know, what we're trying to say is, you know, if you do make a conscious effort, like he said, you know, your first choice usually should be keeping it in your household or keeping it in your culture. No one's saying we're better than anybody, but you should feel glad of what your culture is and do not feel like, oh, let me underestimate myself because we know where we came from. Okay, we had to we had to, you know, work hard for where we got. So why are we making it easy for the other culture to just come in and take advantage of what we worked hard for? Uh, uh, two things. They wasn't okay. slaves like us. They didn't get beat like us, you know? And I feel like we don't give, um, give each other credit, to be honest with you, because the other culture want to be black. Let's look at everybody that want the large lips. They want the hair that we have. You know, that's, that's where we forget where we're at. Like, we have to look at each other and be like, damn, we are beautiful. I we are trendsetters where basically everyone want to be like us. So why are we bow bowing down to them? For what? Okay. So, yes, I'm finished. Okay. Um, so I, 
and, and please don't mistake. I'm not saying you should ever forget where you came from, right? So my family's Jamaican. I I send money back to my family members in Jamaica as a way of paying homage to where we came from. I saw the tin shacks that my parents came from. Um, I don't think that, full disclosure, yes, I have married outside of my race. I have biracial children. Um, I teach them their Jamaican culture. I teach them their American culture. And I teach them the culture of their mother, right? And because all the cultures are beautiful, all the cultures have something to bring to the table. Yes, our struggle of, of people of color is very different than any other experience. And we learn from that experience and we bring it to the next level. What we need to do is constantly look to the next level. The next level doesn't necessarily mean that you leave your race or your culture behind. The next level means I'm bringing everything that I've learned to with me. So that's the difference. Now, what has happened, and, and I will agree that there has been a departure from the black community, which was once a, sh a stronghold pre-segregation. That was true. But what, we, what you didn't see that there was what's called a glass ceiling. They only let you get so far and they only let you get to a certain level before you couldn't go any further. So when we talk about when I talk about things as far as issues, systemic racism that affect minority communities, redlining, uh, over policing, those were, were byproducts of that glass ceiling. Because as black people started, as people of color started to infiltrate different parts of society, there was called white flight. The people moved away from the cities into the suburbs and then put zoning codes so black people could no longer live there. So those are the things that we must overcome and those are the barriers that we must address. Okay, How do you address but there's that? but there's different colors though. Let's talk about there's black, there's mixture, and then there's white. The okay. mixture meaning that we went out of our culture to, you know, like if I'm black and I went to a white or I went to an Asian or I went to um, you know, whatever other culture and those are the mixtures. Right. So what we're saying is let's build the black because the black, there's really, it's, it's, let's say let's, it's going to turn where there's no more. Okay, but, because, the, but hold on. I, oh God, I'm sorry. Carry on. No, you could go. No, I mean, I was going to jump in. I mean, even if you're doing that or if you're going to marry outside the race, there are, again, things that you can do to keep that money in there. If you love Correct. me, white woman, whoever you're going to be, if you love me, sign this prenup. This money's staying with me. If you love me, be with me. You can enjoy the money that I have. That's what prenups are for. Am I right or wrong? Yes. If I'm rich, wow. the money's staying with me. I mean, that's where you, if you really love me, be with me. There's going to be the prenup. I'm leaving this with my family, my culture, for my kids, that are, and my legacy that I'm going to leave for my children. I'm building a legacy. Yeah. When Latinos do it, we have what's called pride, orgullo, and, and what we are. Whether we're in a tent shack, whether we're homes, we're going to look for that. And we're going to set that foundation up. You can do that. There's ways that you can do it, but you have to, again, know your system of how you're going to do it. I'm a basketball player. I'm a football player. I got $300 million. You love me. You want to be with me? I never met you. It's cool. You're pretty. Mm -hmm. Listen, you're going to have to sign this prenup. You get about 100 k for 10 years. If you with me after that, we can talk. After that, this is staying with my kids. You don't like it? Peace out. There's, there's ways around it. There's ways around it, but you just got to know your laws and what you're going to stand for. And, and the ceiling is placed on you by yourself. We act like there haven't been millionaires in the 1800s and 1900s that look just like us. We, we're acting, we, as much as us as a people group, then 80% of the inventions that we use today are made by people who look just like us. It is the fact when you put yourself in someone else's game of, and you play with their ball in their house, you got to play by their rules. You provided the ceiling. Who told LeBron James he couldn't start a tech company right now? Mm -hmm. Who told him he can't be Bill Gates equal? He can't go the same young black engineers. 2.5% of Google's employment is black people. 5.2% of Facebook are, are black people. Just think about that. As much as, oh, we love Google, we hate Trump, we it's love Google. We like, it's yes. comfortability. So you have, there's a lot of young talent out there. Uh, some of the people that created the apps that are used on Instagram for stories and Facebook are people of color. Go find those young people. Pay them a good wage. Give them a continuing learning. I'm just giving you an example. Build your own tech company. Build your own platform. Build your own release your own, agency. Re release your own. Yeah, sports. They don't mind you doing that because you're not going to be worth fifty billion dollars. So you're not going to be. Rules hold on a second. Hey, hold on a second. What are you doing about that? Keep pace. We're going to be running out of time. Hold, I'm, I'm going to say one final thing. Let me just say this. One thing. They don't mind you doing that because when you have your own platform, people can't censor you. You can't control my narrative when I have my own platform, my own Google, my own. Uh, 
place to make. Like he does. Well, no, he doesn't have the ability for me to go search. The barbershop. And on his own, it's, it's a show. Mm-hmm. Somebody can take on and on. When you have your own platform like Netflix, I don't care what you think. When you own Netflix, tomorrow they can take everything away from like him. Tyler Perry like Studios. they did Bill, like they, right, Tyler, like Tyler Perry for now because he doesn't have his own platform to put his movies on, does he? He has to take his platform and get somebody to take it. He can shoot a movie, but he don't have his platform. That's what I mean. He's so busy studio. talking, you're not listening. You, you're speaking. If I have, if I have, if I, owned, if I own a platform I mean, like what Netflix, what he says at the end of the day, when you own something, where's Bill Cosby? It's a with all the shows a he wrote. Type of conversation at the end of the day. When you own something, it's a different conversation. If I'm leasing, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm in an apartment, and me being in a home. It's gonna be a total different conversation. Yeah. An apartment, somebody's gonna tell me, "Hey, on these days, I'm gonna come through there and do whatever." That way, you're not like Gail and Oprah. In my house, you come in my house. I'm gonna tell you, "Hey, this is what's gonna happen when you come in my house." Yeah. Without me opening the door for exactly. you. Exactly. I think that's at the end of the day, that's what the conversation is yes, about. Yes, it is. So definitely, I'm, I'm, I definitely hear everybody's point of view. As far as my point of view, most definitely, I feel as if you know the black community. We need to build ourselves up. I'm not saying that it's, it's a problem at the end of the day. If you do happen to, you know, you know, fall in love with someone else, I'm not going to say, hey, you know, throw a rocket. That's not the case. Take but the black that, card. That, that mindset needs, that pride and that dignity needs to be instilled back in the black community. And I think at that point, mentally, we start changing. We start looking at different things. Then we start monitoring what we accept. Hey, yeah. you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to let you depict me like this. I'm not yeah. going to let yeah. music kind of run this type of way. Yeah. At the end of the day, you, you, you're you talking from a different conversation. You're you're pretty much talking as a boss at that point. That's mm-hmm. right. Rightfully what, so. Yeah. so. What do you guys think? Guys, let us know what you think about that Comment below. Everybody. We want to hear from y'all. Comment below. Definitely. Definitely. And also, I want to give a special shout out. Definitely want to thank Brooks. Thank you. 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 Thank you.